What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a show that we don't quite have a name for yet, but I suppose that we should start thinking about one. Uh, but a show where we kind of discuss Star Wars and and especially the spoiler stuff and the stuff leading up to nine and may hopefully beyond. Uh, I am joined once again by my uh, my Irish comrade who's been helping me behind the scenes on uh, Force Friday stuff, uh, Andy. How y'all doing? And, and oh, did you put a little American swag on that? The how y'all doing? <laughs> I certainly did. It kind of happens. I'm one of those people who picks up accents by talking. <laughs> and I thought I but, thought he was trying to trying to trying to go Russian with the comrade comment there. For a I'm just I'm going international, baby. That's my that's my new my new thing. I'm, I'm aiming for globally now. And um, of course, from uh, Toy Detox, or at least formerly of Toy Detox, and uh, into the realm from the realm of collectors, Tyler the collector. Hey, what's going on? They actually recorded something, I think, last week without me. So you might get a new episode of Toy Detox here soon. I heard a rumor that there's like four or five in the can. I heard, I've heard, i heard that rumor. They recorded they, without you. They, there are, uh, it might be four or five, but there are a number of them in, in the can. Oh, okay. All right. So today we're going to talk about the kind of the recent trailers and maybe hopefully dig into a couple other things. So we finally got the episode nine trailer after if it feels like a year. I feel like I feel like we should have gotten a teaser around this time last year. That's my opinion. Uh, but we finally got the trailer a year later. And let's open it up. What do we think? I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. It gave me the feels, especially three PO. Well, so that's I, I, I kind of knew that in advance. That's the big moment, right? And and I should I guess I should say to anybody listening, like we're 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 throwing caution to the wind regarding spoilers. We're all into the spoilers, so if you are not into the spoilers, I would check out now. Um, yeah, we know fucking everything. You're right, right, and and everything seems to line up accordingly with the trailer. Like it all seems like we have the right story. Well, that's what I was about about to say when you uh, were bringing up the new trailer i was like almost i think everything we heard and we talked about on the last episode like it all lines up yep yeah we, we so let's talk about what we saw that lines up so the force dagger or the sith dagger rather ray's holding that um the 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 babu frick being the one the emperor's the throne as well the emperor's throne all of it really yeah like, the, the whole thing the was star destroyer is rising up like, yeah the whole thing is yep yeah, i agree um you know the only thing that i have big questions about uh regarding this trailer is what's up with the scene with them cutting in half that like vader helmet on a thing what what is i that? don't think there's anything much to that i think that's the do you remember the scene um this was in the previous kind of spoiler breakdown we did but do you remember the scene where they're on uh the star destroyer trying to rescue chewie and ray goes to kylo's quarters to try and get chewie's stuff back and try and get the dagger i think uh-huh. and her and kylo have some kind of fight i reckon they just accidentally hit it if you slow that down by the way which i did for you to help you with your fucking breakdown if you slow that down kylo kind of looks at it as it's falling like oh shit so i think they just hit it by accident personally but everybody seems to think there's a big thing to it huh isn't he wearing the helmet in that scene yeah he's, mm, yeah mm. for sure okay 
I, I, I just want to make sure because Andy just said he's had a look on his face. Oh. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, no, no. He just kind of like, he just kind of turns towards it as he's falling. I had to watch that in super fucking slow motion to try and get a look at the dagger. And he just, you can see him kind of turn towards it as it's falling, like, oh shit. Well, that's just what I'm assuming. I have no idea, but why is Speaking that... of that dagger? Have, have you guys seen that image? Somebody blew it up and it looks like the, uh, the Green Ranger dragon dagger. Uh, <laughs> Does it? Like, like, <laughs> like the shape of it. I, I have. Like, I, don't, oh. I don't even know what that is. So I'm, I'm, I'm was, immune to its powers. I'm like, not. I used to love Power Rangers as a kid. Uh, yeah, I was like, here, here, here we go again. <laughs> but like, so why is that room so lit? And I don't mean like a party, but I mean like just bright. Yeah, I was wondering that too. You know what the, it kind uh, of looks like? The, uh, sorry, the Star no, I was going to say the Star Destroyer is updated to uh, LED lighting. They're out of the 70s now. <laughs> Finally. <coughs> it, cause it doesn't look like... Hey, hey, cut. Go ahead, Andy. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, the, the, everything they say, as I've said, comes in about two seconds later. So if I seem like a rude <laughs> bastard, I'm not. But um, no, what I was going to say is it, it kind of reminds me of there's a particular look. This is super obscure. There's a particular episode of Clone Wars on a Star Destroyer and there was a medical room and it looked exactly like that. Like it was the Imperial lights and everything was bright white. And, look, I don't know. Maybe it's a medical room. I have no idea. I mean, medical white kind of makes sense, but that's super obscure. That's true, but why would his helmet be in there? Yeah, I was wondering that too. See, I don't know. There's, I don't know. I've, and, and more stuff is coming out about Vader's helmet in regards to this movie. Have you caught any of that, Andy or Tyler? Not me, no. There might be something more to his helmet now. Because like, all the. So since we've last spoken, there's been all these. The, the reshoots have happened and have finished. And they've made changes to some of it. Um, like, it doesn't seem like the Force ghosts get involved in the fight anymore. I don't know if you guys have caught any of that. I heard that. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. Which I think is the right call. Well, all right. Well, okay. Touch on the Vader helmet thing. One of the things I read last night, kind of prepping, getting ready, was they that uh, to reassemble Kylo's helmet, they used parts of the Vader helmet. I heard that somewhere Ooh, too. I like that. Well, you know, uh, I think actually my buddy Adam had guessed that, like when we first saw the teaser. That would be pretty cool if that happened. I think I could get behind that. Yeah, I'd be good behind that as well. Yeah. Well, I kind of liked it, and I think it's even you know if he ends up leaving the helmet, kind of like we talked about before, you know, before he goes and faces down the Emperor. I think that just gives it more, I don't know, providence. I guess you could say. You know, a little bit of weight. And there seems to be a lot of like discrepancy over the fate of Kylo. Yeah, there's like a million different reports on that. Like whether he dies, whether he's resurrected, whether he's healed, whether he you know, perishes. Um so like I, I, I'm I'm curious about all of that and I'm curious about those things like you know how when they did uh Empire and, uh, you know, Luke was like, or he's Vader said, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, Obi-Wan killed your father was in the script and what everybody knew, you know, mm -hmm. but then in post, mm -hmm. in post production, they added, no, I am your father. And then the only people that knew it was like James Earl Jones and Luke or Mark Hamill. Fake endings, man, being given out. That could be it. Yeah. So it makes me think, is there anything like that in this where... There might be some post-production thing that only the kind of inner core are privy to. Um, I can see JJ doing that for sure. Yeah, I mean, sounds well, like one of his kind of thing. 
Well, that's what I was going to say. That's a very JJ thing. Like, even if you go back, and again, this may be, uh, you know, a distraction or a, hey, look over here, don't mind what the left hand's doing. But, I mean, like, if you remember back to The Force Awakens, there's a lot of things that were, that we heard rumor-wise, even saw in the trailers that didn't end up making it in the movie. So, you know, there is kind of a history of that in in this franchise, especially with JJ. So, I think... Almost at this point, I think almost anything is up in the air. Yeah, he rewrote a lot of Force Awakens as they went along, like right. on set. A lot of it was changed as they, you know, kept going. Hmm. The uh, let's see, I'm trying to think about other moments from that trailer that really stand out to me. The, the I'll be honest with you, this isn't my favorite Star Wars trailer. Like I was about to ask what you both thought of it as a trailer. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> really I'm that. not overly crazy about it. Like they don't really they don't give me the only thing that they really give me in this that like hits me is the 3PO scene. And I'll be fair the when Kylo says I do, but I do. When when Ray says everyone thinks they know me but no one does and he says but I do. That, yeah, that hits me. Yeah, I love that moment. Um, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I really like the Kylo moment, but like the C C three PO man, I almost think it's too obvious. What like, do you mean? That line, like, why would you give up that line in a, in in the trailer? Well, because I think so, and I'm just playing devil's advocate. Uh, I think so for us, right? We know exactly what that line means because he's getting ready to have his mind wiped, and uh. You know, so 3PO, as we know him, will will no longer exist, or so we think at that moment. But I think to, like, general audiences that see it, it just seems like they're going on this super dangerous mission, and they're not sure if they're going to make it back. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can buy that, too. I love that moment so much, though. Like, yeah, I, And good. I'm glad that came from 3PO. I mean, a lot, I don't think a lot of people would have guessed that the super emotional bit in a trailer would come from 3PO, because he's never really had that before. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, it just they don't give you a whole lot. Like you get a lot of Ray running, you get a lot of other characters <laughs> running, you get a lot of like ship stuff, and and that's it. Like there's not a whole lot in this. Which which do you think it worked like, as a trailer? Then not really. Uh, so I think it worked as a trailer because like it was like you know the number one trending thing, and everybody was talking about it, and everybody seems to love it. Smashed all, smashed all pre-ticket sale records. Yep, yep, it did that as well. It did very well, to be fair. Which has been curious to me, because YouTube told me that Star Wars was over, and no one wanted to see it anymore, so that's kind of bugging my mind out a little bit. Well, Um, it's gonna crash. Well, well, I, I... I saw an article on uh, Fandango's site, like, after the fact, saying that they didn't want the repeat of all the issues people had with Endgame. So, they, they rented out, like, a third-party server company to kind of like host additional web traffic because oh, they really? knew when it was yeah, and they knew when it was going to go up. It was going up during prime time. So on that side of it, I think they handled it perfect, and I think it allowed more people to kind of get through and pick all pick up all all their tickets. Yeah, it was the only time I've ever waited in a waiting room for a, for a movie ticket. I haven't See, I, got my tickets yet, to be honest with you. Really? See, I. I had the opposite thing, man. I was stuck in a waiting room trying to pick up Endgame tickets forever, and Star Wars, I went straight through. Yeah, mine was time. the exact inverse. Um, but, like, the... the It's funny, as a side note, like, we have, like, the entire back row except for one seat. So we're going to have... We're, everybody's been joking about it, like, amongst my circle of friends, like, time to meet a new friend. 
Don't go very back row, man. That's you'll be under the speakers. That's the worst place. Well, you gotta go so like two rolls down. I, I, I hear you. I can't. I can't stomach having people behind me. I, I can't deal with it. I'm, I get too anxious. This I, is this is very true, Andy. And uh, I don't know if you know this. Bobby's a very passionate person. I've noticed. And uh, the one time I went and saw a, a movie <laughs> movie with him. Chris and I both thought a fight was about to go down, and we were both halfway out of our seats on uh, well, or no, it's one of the ape movies. Yeah, right? War for the Planet of the Apes. Because <laughs> <laughs> this guy was on his cell phone like the entire time. Um, no, it was his girl. Oh, it was his girlfriend. It? it was yeah, it was his girlfriend. It was his girl. She was on her cell phone the entire time. It was obnoxious. So I I went over there to say something, and I was like, "Excuse me." And then when I when I like got it, you know, it was in the dark, the theater, right? And then I got over to him. I saw him. I was like, "This dude's like seven feet tall and as about as big as this, <laughs> like about as big as this theater." I was like, I'm, "I was like, I'm, I'm, I might have to climb a big tree tonight." Um, but you know, I just said my piece, and they turned their phone off, and then they left like twenty minutes later. So it all it all worked out. But yeah, I just I don't like people behind me. I don't like I I, I don't know. I, I got a thing about it. So. Um, I can't stand people who talk in the fucking. Oh my god! It drives me phones, nuts. It drives me insane. You know, Reese recently right i went to see joker and it was it was the first time i saw it right i saw it twice and i fucking love that movie that's, that's besides the point right and i was up in the top row and i went to see it with my dad and my brother and two of my friends and sitting to my immediate right were these two teenagers uh i think they looked about like 14 or 15 right and they were clearly a couple and they clearly thought they were going to be together forever because they were like they were so fucking annoying they didn't talk right but they were constantly shuffling around because they were like cuddling each other they were holding hands and literally i started keeping track of it at one stage i would say every 30 seconds for the final half of the movie they kept kissing and it was really oh. fucking <laughs> annoying like i don't care what they get up to you know what i mean right, like like right, fair right. play to the guy whoever he is but like in the end it got so annoying that every time they would like reach around and give each other a little peck i'd go <clears throat> really fucking loud because I didn't want to be a dick and turn around and be like because they were they were young you know I didn't want to turn around and be like hey, can you stop doing that so every time he did it I would just cough but they didn't get the message it didn't work I just gave up in the end so that's an that, that's an odd movie choice to try to make a move on your girl that is too, true yeah anyway. I know it is isn't it um what do you I want to talk because we we didn't really get a chance last time uh. I do want to talk about, like, at, at if the if the leaks are all true, which they seem to be, how we feel about this saga in regard to Palpatine, the Skywalkers, and Vader. Because mm. I feel like up until this movie, it has seemed like a saga about the Skywalker bloodline with Vader being the chosen one. And now... It seems like the story of Palpatine and almost everybody else is kind of a supporting character. Yeah, I can see that. I wanted to talk about that as well, because like we haven't heard anything in the leaks about Anakin, which I don't like. I wish we had heard something. I still think there's something there with Anakin, and I'm hoping it's not one of these Force Ghost scenes that get cut. But like, I'd really like some sort of dialogue, even if it's just one scene between Hayden. I think we need that. Yeah. Um, And like we we heard early reports of him being on set. Right. And yeah. And like 
and like there's the whole Salt Lake Comic Con thing that we already touched on. But even it seems like Star Wars is doing a lot of pushing with him. Like he was like they just had him out to uh, at Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge. Edge. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, and they were and there was like. And those were like professional photos. Those, those yeah, weren't and, like. And some of them have been he, taken down since. And have you noticed all that? Yeah. Well, and like, and I don't know if there's a lot of like, again, like foreshadowing, but like he was handing a little girl a blue lightsaber. And I was like, that's a little on the nose. Oh, like, yeah. His <laughs> that lightsaber was actually, that was actually his it daughter, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember where I read that. I, it's it was all over my Instagram. Like it blew up my feed for half an hour. But um, so, apparently he went with his daughter. I think that was what it was about. But yeah, yeah. But, I mean, but I mean, if you go with your daughter, that's even more the point. You don't bring along a professional photographer. Right, right, right. right you know right. what I mean? So I think there's some things there, and again, it could be just foreshadowing. But I think there and. He was kind of like shunned after the prequels, right? We're like, hey, we're just going to forget about that guy. And I feel like they're mm-hmm. bringing him back into the Star Wars family fold. So I think we're going to get something. Again, it may be one of these things where it might just be Adam Driver, him, JJ, and a camera guy. So my, You know what I mean? So My issue with, with the Disney Star Wars as a whole, right? And I, I like this is the type of place where I feel comfortable having this conversation because I know we all love it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of feel probably, like... I, probably too much. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I, I feel like I have to be a champion. It's kind of how I feel about BVS. Like, I have to be a champion for it around the people that hate it. But around the people that love it, I can I can criticize it. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I get that. But, like, here's my issue. I think that the the crew that put together the, the initial plans for Disney Star Wars had... Uh, this idea, this perception, this skewed perception that Star Wars fans love 4, 5, and 6 and hate everything else. And as a result, they hovered around 4, 5, and 6 only to kind of create their own new problems. And now I feel like they're like scrambling to kind of say, "Well, well, we love this too. Whereas maybe if they celebrated all of Star Wars from the beginning, it wouldn't feel as much as playing catch up now. Because like we're getting all this prequel shit in nine now, all of a sudden, you know, where like I feel like when seven was coming out, it was like, oh yeah, this is practical effects, everybody. We're doing practical effects. Remember, remember models? We're doing models again, guys. Like just yeah. like seventy seven, you know. And now it's like, well, now here's a battle droid, and here's a Republic gunship, or whatever. Here's a you know a droid a droid federation ship, or whatever the case may be, trade federation. Um, and I feel like maybe they, maybe they didn't, and maybe they still don't understand the fan base. I think that could be true, to be honest. I think there's some merit in that. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, if they're trying to distance themselves because people, people were so critical of it. But I mean, like, at the same time, like, if you think about time linearly, like these events take place after four, five, and six, so they're further away from one, two, and three. So I think they, to your point, I think they did rely very heavily on it. But uh, I think that may have been the momentum that started kind of with Episode Seven, and I think now that we're at nine, and I think they're kind of realizing like, oh, hey, this is the end of the Skywalker saga. We need to wrap this thing up with a bow. I think they're kind of reaching back in reaching back into the past for like the low hanging fruit, like with battle droids and the examples you gave. Yeah. Where, and is this, is this the Skywalker saga anymore? 
I, I mean, it is. I think I mean, it is. All right, I mean, tell, tell, tell me, tell, sell me on that. Sell me on that. Because right now, it feels like the Palpatine saga to me. Mm. Well, Kylo is a Skywalker, right? Correct. And the, and there's a whole bunch of this. You know, I'm going to finish what my grandfather started. We don't know if that was while he was a Sith or while or after he was redeemed yet. Right. But um, at the same time, like I kind of like it being Sidious's story because I like that character so much. But the, the my only critique of that is where the hell was he in seven and eight? Well, you see, I think we're going to get an answer for that in the movie. Yeah. Well, I know I, there was early I, rumors that he was connected to Snoke and someone such. You know, I I I'm with you. I agree with you. But how satisfying is it going to be? And well, I know he's the big bad villain vil, villain review, but like, I would have liked something in seven and eight because now I feel like we're at, we're at, we're at, we're at the end of the Scooby Doo mo- episode, and they're going to pull off the mask, and oh, it was Palpatine all along. Well, are you selling me? So, are, so, so, are you selling me on the idea of it being the Skywalker saga, or are you trying to explain to me why it's okay? It's a Palpatine saga. <laughs> well, I think it's both, and I, mm. I. I don't necessarily think it has to be one one or the other. And I mean, okay. you can even draw par- parallels between the light and the dark. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. Throughout it. But, but like, I think their stories are so intertwined. And if Palpatine created Anakin, like, he's, it's kind of been his story, too, all along. That's true. That's exactly that, where I was going to go on that as well. I don't That's why I feel to... it's a Skywalker saga still. Yeah, but I, it is, but it's not. There wouldn't be a Skywalker if it wasn't for Pals. Palpatine, right? Well, we don't know that theoretically, possibly, right? It's kind of up in the air. <laughs> um, yeah, and and so let me ask. Like, the other thing is like uh, that I'm still kicking around in my head, and I'm still having a hard time kind of digesting is, you know, Kylo's the, the handling of Kylo. If if they pushed, like. I feel like they had the recipe in there. They have all the ingredients to make a nuclear bomb, you know, that's, that's, you know, has, gr- has a great impact, so to speak, or maybe a, a, a bad impact, you know, depending on, I mean, I don't want to get too in the woods on that, but, um, but if, if they, if they, are they using it to the bomb potential or is it going to end up being, you know, a firecracker? Cause I, I just don't know if like the redemption element is enough I, I don't know if I'll feel like he's redeemed or if it seems more so like, you know what, maybe I, I just don't know, man. There, there's there's problems I have with, and, you know, obviously I'm just judging from the, the kind of limited overview spoilers that we have, but there's problems that I have with his impact on this film and then subsequently this this trilogy. And then because he's the only line of the lineage left, this saga. <sighs> I you well, see with oh sorry go ahead no let, let, no. let me get Andy to jump in because he, he he missed out on the last one so let's Andy get, give me your thoughts on that one <laughs> so with regards to Kylo I mean it all depends how it's handled for me you mm-hmm. know you see the thing is when you look at the leaks and the spoiler breakdowns they're very bullet point by bullet point by bullet point there's no Correct. nuance in Correct. a bullet point Correct. there's n- nothing about what creates a scene how it's directed how it's acted how it comes together there are things that like on like one of the most recent examples um in, in joker the whole is thomas wayne his father if you told me that like a month before it came out and apparently it's been known for ages i would have hated that i would have said that's dumb when you see the movie 
it's like, okay, I see what they were going for. And I know that's ambiguous and that's beside the point. But what I'm trying to say is with regards to his possible redemption, for me, it all depends how it's handled. I don't love anything I've heard. I don't dis, you know, I don't hate anything I've heard either. I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. Why are you so nervous about it? Because, because I don't love it. Like, just like you, I don't love anything I heard and I don't hate anything I heard, but I want to love. (laughs) That's, that's, that's why I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. But you see, here's the thing. I mean, I say I love Kylo in The Last Jedi. He's the best part of that movie for me. I think everything with regards to him is perfect. Uh-huh. But if you put his arc in that movie on paper and on bullet points, where he's sort of back and forth and he doesn't kill Leia and he goes back and forth and back and forth till the end, where he kind of just goes full dark and then, you know, he's like a puppy dog looking up at Ray at the end. I would say, well, they haven't really gone anywhere. They're just back and forth and it doesn't sound like anything. But then when you see it on screen, I love it. You know what I mean? So, right. listen, I totally see where you're coming from. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think it sounds pretty good. My, my big thing is if I know the whole thing with his ending is, is very up in the air. If he dies, I'll be pretty disappointed because I think that would limit his potential as a character going forward, whether they do anything with him or not. Um, I love the idea of him surviving and walking off with Ray and having to atone for his mistakes, even if it's off screen, even if we're never going to see it. I think that's far more interesting than just a big sacrifice. Because we've seen tons of them in Star Wars. I agree. I agree. Tyler, your thoughts? I think this is Kylo's story. And like, I think it started with Ray and it could have been designed that way from the jump, but I really think this is Kylo's story. I I do like the idea of him surviving, but I don't think he is. I think he's going to die the hero, redeem himself, and he's going to fulfill his destiny of ending. End of Sweet Jesus Christ, are you okay? Jeez, what the hell was that, man? Oh, no, oh yeah. my, my fault. I fucking muted, and I thought it was going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, you yeah. hate my opinion that much? No, no, okay. no. I'm not, I'm just, I'm not okay at the moment. That sounded like one of Unicron's big fucking roars. You know, when he opens up his claws in the movie and he goes, oh, that's what it fucking sounded like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to rethink that. Um all right, so back back to what I was saying. I think he is going to die. He's going to die the hero, and I think he's going to fulfill his destiny of ending it all—the Jedi, the Sith, all of it. Mm-hmm. And and in that, I think he'll. And I think in that he will find peace. And and I think it kind of l- lends even more. Like we've heard, this is the end of that story. So I don't think we're going to move on any in anywhere with him or Ray, at least not anytime soon. But and then we heard rumors now of this Kylo Ren prequel thing coming up. And I think because he's dead, I think if he dies, I should say, I think it lends more credibility to 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 this prequel. Is that prequel thing? Does that have any actual legitimacy behind it, though, that rumor? That's what I want. Well, hey, does any of this shit have uh, legitimacy behind it anymore? Well, that's what I was going to say now, especially after we, you know, we just heard that the uh, Game of Thrones guys, or depending on which article you read, they either walked away or they were fired. Right. Um, And I think a lot of this stuff is up in the air, like outside of what's coming to Disney Plus that we know, like the Obi-Wan stuff, the what else, Clone Wars and Mandalorian. I think the rest of this stuff, like we haven't heard anything or got any updates on this even the Ryan Johnson trilogy, we really haven't heard much of. Like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, 
you know, and I, I don't want to get too far off the subject, but like, you know, another, I mean, the Cassian show, the, all this shit, it just seems like it's like the, the future of Star Wars in terms of, I mean, obviously they're going to keep making movies because they will keep making money or keep making some kind of media because it will continue to make money. But like, it just seems very uncertain. And I don't know why. And I can't help but think that they're, I can't help but like think that they're looking at the kind of the 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 online bullshit. But I, I, in my mind, I'm like, wouldn't somebody in that room be smart enough to look at the numbers and be like, the numbers don't reflect the online bullshit? Well, you would the numbers think so. do to an extent, though. I mean, you no. have to look at Solo like that did flop hard. Yeah, but well, for a Star Wars movie, I agree. even for a blockbuster in general. Yeah, but I think Solo was a victim of circumstance. Oh, I agree. No, like, I definitely like, agree. Like, you can't sell $220 million worth of pre-sale tickets in less than, what was it, 36 hours and be considered a flop. Right. Is that what it did? Yeah, it broke, like, every pre-sale record there is. The, the you're talking episode. about Solo? No, right? he's talking about none. No, I'm talking oh, about right. episode okay. nine. Sorry, sorry. I thought you were talking about Solo for a minute, and I was no. like, is that everybody who went to see it? <laughs> no, but, like... <laughs> no. That probably is all it did. But yeah, no, but I mean, true. like, Solo was a victim of circumstance. Like, multiple directors, multiple writers. Like, I don't think it was marketed very well. well Star Wars marketing as a whole was a whole nother conversation. Correct. I think it's because, a necessary conversation as well. I agree. Because here, here we are, like, six, well, what are, what are we, probably seven weeks out at yep. this point, eight weeks out, and we just got the trailer. Like, yep. that's a little rough. I agree. And and also, I mean, Solo was the first time that they've tried to release a Star Wars movie inside of six months from a previous Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I know? still think they could do that, though. Like, I, I do, think, too. I don't want it. I know, Look, I love I know, these movies, I know you don't want it. I'm, I'm more that I think there should be more space between movies, but, like, I think that, like, two Star Wars movies a year would still do well. I do think Solo was a victim of circumstance, but... Speaking, you know, from a shareholder's mindset, which I don't like doing, but we have to be realistic, they're probably not going to care about that. You know what I mean? In terms of how they bankroll these movies. Yeah, but I mean, they have to look at like, um, I mean, it might be, it might be just as simple as, you know, The Last Jedi had this fan reaction and then Solo underperformed. But like, if that was the case, I feel like nine's pre-sales and nine is is uh, estimated to do two twenty. I think the first weekend, so like that should say, oh well, maybe maybe it's not that simple. You know, maybe there's a number of you know factors that went into the solo situation, and, and you know, and maybe solo's just not the story that people wanted to see as well. You know, like. I think that's a fair suggestion. Like, if if you were to ask me, do I want to see an Obi Wan movie or a Solo movie? Even as a mega Solo fan, I probably want to see the Obi Wan movie. But here's the thing: I, th- I I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. I think Solo was a victim of circumstance, and I think to write off, you know, spinoffs as a whole as movies is a stupid reaction. But I think they're doing the smart thing. I think what they're doing is that they have a deck of cards, right? And they have multiple options on where they can go in the next five years. And I think they're going to wait to see how nine does because nine really is the ultimate test because yes, there was the whole boycott solo thing, but it was also a victim of circumstance, right? I don't think the boycott had anything to do with why solo flopped. I think it was infinity war and Deadpool and all those sorts of things, right? I think how rise of Skywalker performs 
you know, post opening weekend, because it's going to make all the money on the opening weekend anyway. I think what it ultimately does, whether it cracks a billion, whether it matches Last Jedi, whether it's never going to match Force Awakens, because that's too high. But I think it's how this movie performs is going to ultimately decide where they go from here. And I think that's why we haven't heard much. And I think that's a good point. I think that Force Awakens was in a very different space, and they're trying to treat nine, and they tried to treat solo in marketing wise, rollout wise, like they did Force Awakens. But what it's they don't realize idea. is that the shit was so, like, like you know, ready to pop for, for Force Awakens that they could have shown nothing for Force Awakens. And then the day before the movie came out, just whispered in a, in a cave, The Force Awakens. And everybody would have gone and seen it. Yeah. You know, but, true. like, we're not in that same place anymore because we've had, we're, we're not starving anymore. You know, we're, we're, it's just, it's time to eat again. You know what I mean? But we're not starving. So, like, you got to entice me. Like, if, if I don't have any kind of food for years and you lay, you know, a flank steak in front of me, I'm going to devour it. But if I'm eating on a regular basis and you want me to go out of my way to go to a different restaurant, well, then you got you to gotta put some sauce on it. And I don't feel like they're putting enough sauce on their marketing at all. You know, they're, they're acting like it's, you know, their, their daughter's virginity. They're keeping everything as locked up for as long as they can. They're acting like it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that there's a couple of things that played a part in that. Like, I think that BVS was a message to uh, Hollywood that you can't show too much. You know, like, I think that was a lesson learned kind of a thing. But, mm-hmm. like, now I feel like the pendulum has gone too far the other way, and they're not showing anything. But it's like, you got to make me want to go see this if I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. Like, if I'm not who I am... What do I have to make me want to go see this? Did you hear what Hasbro said at London Comic Con about stuff being withheld from them? No. This is very interesting. I think you'll both like to hear this. So we all know the reason we didn't get a Force Awakens Luke, you know, right. when Episode 7 came right. out. Or a Crate Luke is because that was held from them. But we recently got at London Comic Con, they showed, um, in for Black Series 6 Inch, they showed Zori Bliss and they showed one of the Knights of Red. And there was a specific question. I cannot remember the website I read it on, but like it was verified. It was real and all. And they asked them, how come we're not getting more Knights of Red? And they basically said that while they've been shown the designs, they don't they have no idea what the role in the movie is, that they're not privy to that information. And they want to wait and see what the fan reaction is before they go and release them. So essentially they don't want to do what happened with Phasma, where because pre-Force Awakens, that figure was fucking hard to get. You couldn't get it <laughs> right. anywhere. Yep, Everybody yep, was yep, swamping yep. them up in tens. And you can pick her up for like six bucks. Six, right. Why am I saying bucks? Jesus Christ, you're rubbing off of me. You can pick her up for nothing these days. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? Right. So apart, like, that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? That sh- information should be shared with your merchandisers. I agree with you. They hold too much back. I think it's stupid. Yeah, it's not. It's like, I think that you got to hold more back at seven than you do at nine, you know, mm. like look at um, look at look at the the prequels, right? Which have their own, you know, problems, but financially did well. Like they hardly showed you anything for one. You had no idea what to expect when you walked into one. But when you walked into one, you were like, "Oh, this isn't what I expected at all." Yeah. <laughs> but like by the time you got to three. The three trailers showed everything. They showed the fucking Vader helmet getting put on the dude. You know, like, 
They showed it. They execute all, every single Jedi is now an enemy of the Republic. They, they showed it all. I see. You see well, uh, go ahead, Tyler. I still don't like that. Though. No, ahead. I'm just sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Tyler. When you mentioned Batman versus Superman, it just kind of had my brain kind of going in a different direction with the comparison to Solo. I think one of the things both of those movies suffered from was criticism of casting. That's true. Like, like, so for Solo, when you know we heard a plethora of different names that, that who they were going to get to play Solo, when they finally decided on that kid who played him, there was a whole bunch of you know fan backlash there. There was there was some for Lando, give, give or take. I remember when Woody Harrelson got cast, people were like, "What the hell?" Like, he's kind of too big of a name to bring in at that point. Yeah, I remember that too. And even uh, what's her name from Game of Thrones? Um, yeah, Khaleesi. You know, yeah, all of the people were like, this is crazy. And Batman versus Superman was the same thing. Like, people were very vocal against Ben Affleck, very vocal against Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. And um, we, if you look at Star Wars outside of the, or well, seven, eight, and nine, outside of like the returning cast, we didn't know who any of these people were. Correct. So I, I think there's something to be said there. But to your point about like showing it all, like, And, and look, I'm not saying to show it all, right? Well, like, I, I, I'm not saying that, but I think Star Wars is unique because it faces a, a multi-generation of passionate fans, right? Mm. And I think there's a lot of baggage in there. There's a lot of expectations. There's a lot of, you know, not, not my toys kind of, kind of thing, not my characters that I don't think other franchises have to live up to. I agree. And I think that's where a lot of the a lot of the criticism comes from, but like let's be real, like Disney's not dumb. There's a reason um there's they're as successful as they are. I saw some stat they sh- they threw on um can't remember whose podcast I was listening to, but they were going through like the top 10 grossing movies like this year. And I think like 70% of them are, are Disney in one way or another through production houses, etc. Like, I think they're smart, but I think there is something to be said about some of some of these, vo- some of these, you know, the vocal fans, this quiet or uh, the quiet majority versus the vocal mi- minority. Right. Like, and if, and I, and I'm really hoping like. You know, some of these articles, like one of the, one of the things I read was saying that the guys from Game of Thrones got fired way back uh, after the ending of Game of Thrones, and the fans were so so vocal that Disney backed off of it. Which looks like fear to me. It does, and I'm really hoping that's not it. I'm really hoping it's like, hey, we're gonna go do our own thing at Netflix. We just signed however much they got, like 250 million dollars, and they get pretty much get to be their own boss. Yeah, or I'm. And maybe I'll, I'll tell you, I'm also okay with them saying like, "Wait a minute, we were locked into something. Now you're doing something for Netflix. Go to fucking kick rocks." Yeah, I'm okay with that, that too. too. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I don't, I don't know what the right balance to strike is, and I, well, I think that you're right with the multi generational thing, and I think that Star Wars is held to different expectations than anything else, and I also think that Star Wars means something different to so many people. And that, like, it doesn't, like, a lot of people don't really understand it. And I I hate to say that, but, like, when I hear people talk about it, right, sometimes the things that they say, I'm like, wait a minute, you don't get this at all. 
You know, like uh, what, what, I just got a comment recently on a YouTube video. It wasn't hateful or anything. It was it was a fine comment, but it was like it was trying to make sense of how they could be uh, running on a star destroyer in the trailer. And I was like, if you're questioning the physics of this world, you may not understand this saga at all. Yeah, you're. You need to be in the Star Trek camp, not Star Wars it, it, camp. It, exactly. Yeah. Like it's just it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Star Wars doesn't operate that way. It doesn't explain everything. Not everything mm. does make sense. It just feels right. It's like more about a feeling and, a, and about a, right. a, about a cool thing. You know, so, to, to, to some, Star Wars is a Western. To some, it's obviously sci-fi. To some, it's a fantasy. To some, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's so many different things to different people that it's impossible to satisfy them all. 100%. Well, and I, yeah, and I, I and agree. I, and I, I think Star Wars relies heavily on those, like on the Westerns, the samurai movies, like those were all inspiration. So like, if you're a fan of those other genres, that is where you're going to like, where you're going to latch onto within Star Wars. But the other point I was going to get at is everybody points at solo, but like you can't point at solo and say it's a failure. We shouldn't kind of expand things. Cause on the other hand, you have rogue one, Correct. which was a success. I love. And, and it was like, a, and it was 100%. a financial success. hundred percent. So like I, and at the same think, time, like, look at, like, I'll take it a step further, Tyler, or to your point and say, uh, in, like, in regards to, like, the boycott and all, like, like, if episode eight was so problematic for people that they boycotted Solo, then why would the DVD be, I think, the second highest selling DVD of the year except for Infinity War? Yeah, It's the silent minority. That's what's going to make the difference. It's where they sit on this. You know what I mean? I, I, I like... See, I think of, it's the silent so with, majority. Or that's what I mean, the oh, silent okay, majority. Okay, okay, Sorry, that, that's what I was trying to say. So, like, look, The Last Jedi did have a split response. Whether you like it for legit, whether you dislike it for legitimate reasons or because you think, you know, there's some fo- sort of fucking liberal message in it, whatever. <laughs> right. There are legitimate reasons to dislike that movie. Sure. You know what I mean? As, as there are so all of them. even split. Yeah, exactly. But I think it, it all, you know, it's... The majority of ticket sales come from the casual moviegoer. And I don't think the casual moviegoer gives enough of a fuck about The Last Jedi as a whole to write off the next movie for that reason. You know what I mean? Most people... Yeah, it's like if you walk... It's like if the average person walks out of the last Marvel movie and they go, eh, that wasn't that great. I'm still going to fucking see Avengers, you know, next year, next month or whatever it is. That's how people operate. You know what I mean? I think... I think that's what's going to push the difference. The the casual fan doesn't doesn't give a shit like you say and they also don't understand and they don't necessarily care to understand all of it. Like Yeah. No. You know, I still like just this week I had somebody ask me where um Joaquin Phoenix's Joker fits in the timeline to Jared Leto's Joker. Just this week. <laughs> yeah. You know, the the, the people don't they don't get it, you know, like, and, and they don't, but it doesn't stop them from enjoying all of it. Yeah. Dude, well, all the fucking Joker Halloween costumes are driving me nuts this year. It's so fucking annoying. Sorry, that's beside the point. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I think there's a lot that goes into this. And like, and again, like going back to the multi-generational thing. I think when when people get their beliefs challenged, they don't know how to respond. And the easiest response is anger, fear, hate, whatever. Because I got a lot of feedback, and I know you guys did too for, from this last episode that uh, we did. But even some of the things that we had talked about 
really expanding the lore inside of eight. I had a bunch of people that were like, dude, I never, never even looked at it that way. Mm -hmm. Never thought about it that way. And, and I think the more casual fans, obviously we know they're not as hardcore as we are into this. They're not looking at it the same way we are. They, they probably haven't, I can't tell you how many times I've watched last Jedi, probably way too many than I should even admit, but I don't think they're looking deep enough into what the story actually is. And even, um, <clears throat> excuse me um the casino scenes and like running through like we talked about like expanding the lore like you know talking about you know bigger business people are playing both sides like is this as big of a war as we think it is or is it like a small kind of civil war in this general area of like it kind of one person in particular that hit me up, they were like, dude, you blew my mind when you guys were, were talking about this. Cause when you talk about expanding and growing this universe to how big it is, I think it's endless. And I, yeah. and back to, and back to kind of what Andy said earlier with, I don't think they know where they're going to go with nine. Well, I mean, the saga is ending. So now like they're kind of looking over the edge at this point. And I think Mandalorian is going to be very telling. And I think as as excited as people are for about Mandalorian. I really hope, Disney kind of publishes some numbers on what those initial viewings are. Right. We know we, we know we probably won't get it, but or, 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 or we won't get super accurate ones. It'll be, you know, cause streams are one of those things where you can, you can bend the numbers like fucking light. Yeah. So, but it's funny to your point, had a lot of normies talking about Joker. I got a lot of normies asking me about Mandalorian and where it fits in and, you know, is this Boba Fett? Is this guy related to Boba Fett? His helmet looks like Boba Fett. See, um, I'm almost. So I think. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, so I think I, I, I think it kind of falls into the same thing, and I think as this kind of nerd culture becomes more and more popular, there's going to be more and more questions, and people are trying to put this puzzle together in the, in this world where we've pretty much all grown up and lived in in our entire lives. There's people that are trying to play catch up, and I think. That's kind of frustrating because they don't know how how it fits in or they think it all fits together because all the Marvel movies fit together. Mm -hmm. And they think everything else is supposed to fall kind of within that same line. And even trying to explain to people, uh, a casual fan, like they were asking me, they're like, how how did uh, Luke Skywalker age so much from Jedi to um to the last Jedi? And I'm like, you do realize there's like 30 years of real life. Not Someone actually asked you that? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And I was like, Jesus, "Well, man. I'm like, well, one came out in like '83 or '82, whatever it was." Oh, really? And it's just like, <laughs> well, it, and I'm, and ahead. I mean, even trying to, even trying to explain that four, five, and six came before one, two, and three. Like, you just people look at you like you're crazy when you're trying to explain to them the sequencing of Star Wars. Well, I was trying to explain just the, um, the, the. The kind of division that sick that Return of the Jedi created for its time, you know, to, to somebody, and it was it was blowing their mind. Like that movie wasn't well received, like across the board by Star Wars fans at in '83. Well, Empire, Empire, especially I was, Empire. yeah, Empire I was as say, well. Em, Empire too. Like yeah. controversy in Star Wars is nothing new. We need to right. stop <laughs> acting like it's something new. And I think that's because of what four did for its time. You know, like four was so drastically different for its time. 
you know, like what, what do you, you're competing against Clockwork Orange and Full Metal Jacket and Taxi Driver. You know, it's it's a different type of movie. You know, yeah, that's for sure. And uh, as a result, it, it touched so many people. I think that everything else is going to be always compared to that experience for that generation. And how do you compete against that? You know, you, you can't. The um, the Mandalorian thing is interesting to me on a number of levels because I'm excited for the Mandalorian. I want. I wish that Disney wasn't publishing anything else on November 12th. That's my wish. I know it's not the case, but I wish that everything went live on the 13th except for the Mandalorian on the 12th because that Why? would be telling as to who was signing up for what purpose. Oh. And well, they'll tell that anyway, though, for, by who goes straight, you know, and clicks on it straight away, right? Because they'll have I those hope. numbers. But like me, like, like I hate a fucking subscription service. I hate it. So like, I'm signing up for this, and I'm only signing up for this for the Mandalorian and then the Clone Wars. So like, me, who the last thing he ever does is join a subscription service. I want to cancel Netflix, and I'm in. So like. I want to know what's the numbers on just the people that are willing to subscribe to seven bucks a month for for one franchise, regardless of if anything is coming out or not. I was looking at this picture um, just today of like everything lined up for November for Star Wars. It's nuts. It's fucking nuts. Like, so if you look at it, we have the Resistance show, right? Whatever that is. I haven't seen it, but I heard it's actually okay. But that's coming... Uh, November 3rd, 10th, 17th, and 24th. On November 5th, we get uh, a Star Wars novel. On November 19th, we get a Star Wars novel. On November 12th, The Mandalorian Show starts. Those are all Tuesdays. Wednesdays. I fucking hate Tuesdays, man. <laughs> My Tuesday. I know. I'm sure it has to do with tracking the numbers. I'm sure it has to do with tracking the numbers. Um... For for Wednesday, we're getting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven comics uh, on the sixth, thirteenth, twentieth, and twenty seventh. On the twenty first, the Vader Immortal game comes out, and on that's a Thursday. And then on the Fridays, the fifteenth, twenty second, and twenty ninth, we get Mandalorian episodes and Fallen Order video game. Like. There's only 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Less, like more than half of the month of November, new Star Wars content is coming out. That's crazy. Yeah. That's pretty mad, Jesus. It's insane. I looked at it like that. You know, like, that's why, like, it goes into that conversation of, like, this shit is alive and well. Because you don't do that. To something that's on its last legs, you know what I mean. <laughs> Listen, I wholly agree with you. Like, I, I think you're absolutely right, but I also, I, I still think they're right to hold their cards in reserve till they see how Rise of Skywalker does. Listen, we're gonna get new Star Wars movies, you know, regardless, right? But in terms of release dates and what they do, because here's the thing, right? Like, Star Wars is my first love. Star Wars is always going to be my first love. It's my number one. Nothing will ever match it. But I think Marvel is this generation Star Wars. Oh, for sure. And I think, like, I don't think that, you see, since 77, you know, like you said, Star Wars was so unique and different. Now every blockbuster in some way 
you know, pays off from that film. For sure. Right? Everything emulates it in some way. Like it changed the fabric of cinema and film so drastically. That's like fact. it's not an overstatement to say that. And I think that I don't think that Star Wars is the you know, infallible franchise that it was once seen as. Well, I think you know Solo I mean? proved that. But, I think Solo is the humbling moment for Star Wars. Like, if you told me in 2015 that, you know, two and a half years later, a Star Wars movie would flop, I'd tell you you're out of your mind, regardless <laughs> right. of release dates. And so, so, so with the Disney execs. It's not going to fucking happen. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's and a I, tricky situation. But it's like, where, I, where we are. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, let's say you went outside, right? You went outside every day and you went into the woods. You went uh, and you, you went barefoot. You went barefoot everywhere. You went barefoot outside. That was your thing. You went into the woods. You went into the malls. You went into the stores. You went into the streets. You went into the mountains. You went everywhere barefoot. And you did great every time. Your feet felt impenetrable. And then one day you went outside onto the deck and got a splinter and then say, okay, I'm never going outside again. That's how the solo thing feels to me. I don't think that's what it is, though. I think they're just waiting to see, you know, see the proof in the pudding, see right. how Rise of Skywalker does, you know? I can't get behind barefoot metaphors. I'm too much of a sneaker guy. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> um, so as, soon, as soon as you said barefoot outside <laughs> at the store, I'd check it out. All right. So uh, what do we think about the Mandalorian trailer? Fucking awesome. That was great. I, so I liked it as well. Um, I will say that scene where he's fighting the Trandoshans, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, the Bosque people, you know what I'm talking about? It looks yeah. a bit TV-ish. It I looks that a too. bit TV-ish. It looks yeah. like, it looks like Star Trek, like from the 60s. <laughs> I was thinking that as well. William Shatner fighting the fucking, whatever those lizard things are called. Yeah. Like, that fame. And maybe that might be purposeful. You know, it might be an homage to that, you know, but... That's the only thing that looks weird to me in that show. Bill Burr's character didn't look weird to you with his little weird shoulder gun thing going on? <laughs> I don't think so. But you know, Bill that's B a super obscure reference. That little shoulder backpack thing. Bill like, Burr. Yeah. Was not kidding when he said they were pulling from the old EU. That's like that exact like something super similar to that came out like a Dash Render action figure in like 1997 or something. Right. It's the very fucking. I love. I love Bill Burr anyway. Yeah, that's my kindred spirit. So. He can't do any wrong by me. I can see that. Um, I think that it looks like the rest of it, with the, with the exception of that fight, it looks the 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 quality of like of the production, the production quality looks so good for television. You know, like that's what was most my big takeaway from it. Like, all the effects, the lighting, the cinematography. Like, it looks like a movie broken down into 13 parts or whatever it is. Well, I mean, it better. I mean, what's the number they've said? 12 and a half to 15 million per episode? Yeah, yeah, that's true. It better look damn good. Yeah, that's true. And here's the thing. It's truly cutting edge in terms of how it's using special effects. Like, if it works, as, which I'm assuming it has by what we've seen, it's going to change, like, for real, how they do special effects in movies. I, I was talking to someone about this recently, and they're basically to render sort of background special effects and things that aren't, you know, as necessary to be high quality that you'll never see anyway they're using the unreal engine which is what they use oh, it for video yeah, games it's I a video game that, yeah. 
And what it's going to allow them to do is it's this is what, as John Favreau explained, the, the big problem with special effects and on a TV budget is that they take a lot of time and time is money. And that's why, you know, you'll never be able to get the same effects in a movie for the same length as you get in or in a show as you get for a movie. But if this works the way presumably it has, it's going to allow them to do movie quality effects for a fraction of the price and a fraction of the time. Like that's like that's really that's a really fucking big deal you know what i mean right 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 i agree it looks like it's worked to be fair to them yeah no i think it looks great um i I think my my, so i think um, i want to be careful because i like i'm excited about this but i just want to like i kind of want to dig into some of it so my only concern is that it's going to be too fan servicey and not move it forward for me Anybody? Anybody have any of those, or just, or just everybody's just going for the ride? I'm good well, with either. I think. Well, I was gonna say it is Fav, right? So he's he's a good writer, he's a good storyteller, but he also he's known for fan service. So I, to your point, I think I think we will get a decent amount of fan service, but I I don't think this thing is gonna fully rely on that. I especially uh, I went back and I watched that initial panel again. Um, and just like listening to those guys kind of describe this post-apocalyptic, you know, after the empire has fallen world, like just their, their excitement and their passion for it. I think we're going to get, um, a lot of interesting new good stories that help further develop the, this universe. I hope so. Cause that era, that six <laughs> to seven gap is something I want fleshed out a lot more. Yeah, I agree. I think we will get it though, post Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, you know I, do I mean, too. I think they'll I fill that up. I hope so, because like everything else feels complete. Like the gap between three and four feels complete to me. Well, especially after, especially after Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue like, One, Solo, Clone Wars, uh, or not Clone Wars, but I mean a little bit of Clone Wars, uh, Rebels, um, mm-hmm. like all that stuff, like the books, all of it. It feels. Like not not that they couldn't explore more, you know, but like I don't feel like I don't know what happened. Like I don't feel like I know what happened between six and seven. You know? But what you were saying about Easter eggs as well, and like you know how they handle them. I mean, look, I, I mean, I haven't seen the fucking show, but I, from what I have seen, right, and what I've heard, it sounds sort of like the Easter eggs are incidental, if that makes sense to what's going right. on. Like, oh, here's a stormtrooper with a flamethrower, and he's just like the one from Legends, or, you know, like that backpack thing I just pointed out. And, like, I hope it's like that. I don't, like, say a good example, Rogue One. I hated some of the fan service in that film. Like, do you remember when Jin and Cassian are on Jeddah and they bump into fucking... Um, Ponda Baba. Dr. Evazan <laughs> and Ponda Baba. Like, that took me right out of the film. Right, Like, right, right. I was watching that on a midnight release and I was so excited and I turned to my brother next to me and I said, oh, for fuck's sake, out loud. Like, <laughs> it doesn't feel natural. You know right. what I mean? And I think... I mean, I know Tyler said about, you know, Favreau having a thing for fan service, but I also think Filoni gets fan service right like i think he does it in a way i that, agree i agree yeah you know like he, there's tons of fan service in what he does but it's never like oh here's that character saying their thing right, you know right, what i mean right, like right. you just watch yourself on jedi you know what i mean so i hope it's more of that i, I don't right. like that fucking beat you over the head with it stuff right yeah i mean that that is a good example i mean it kind of 
almost gives me like a family guy vibe. Yes, <laughs> yes, Star yes, Wars yes, 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 yes. But um, it was funny though. Like, and again, this is us being, you know, extremely hardcore. Like when I went and saw that, my wife, the ultra casual, was like, "Aren't those the guys from the bar in the right. first one?" And I was like, "Yes, high five, you got it." Right, you know what I mean? right, so, right. I kind of had a different approach to it. So no, I love I think, that. I love it too. But I know that a lot of people feel that way about it. And I, I don't know. I, I, I think that Filoni is, is a good choice for it, I guess. But, uh, uh, Pablo Hidalgo is another one that I would like, I would trust the kind of franchise in his hands as well. Uh, in terms of, in terms of creatively. Um, okay. So, we're going to skip the Mandalorian and we're going to get nine. And then the future of Star Wars from then is pretty much up for grabs because the only thing that seems 100,000% etched in stone is the Clone Wars show. But the other things that have been talked about have been the Ryan Johnson trilogy, the Game of Thrones trilogy. Um, it was, I think it was originally uh, a duo. And then the Cassian show and the Obi-Wan show. And then there was the, the rumored Boba Fett movie as well. Uh, I heard that actually became the Mandalorian. I heard like that as well. That, I heard that, that, that as well. Went with Mandalorian. I heard that as well. So when do you think, let me ask you this. When do you think that you'll see how much break do you think we're getting between nine and then the clone wars, which I think is going to follow it fairly closely. Uh, and then the didn't next, they, the next big thing. Didn't they say Clone Wars was spring 2020? Yeah. So I would say probably, I mean, I think Kenobi is next, especially like, uh, Ewan McGregor seems to be on the press circuit late, lately talking a lot about it. Agreed. And like we're not getting that from anything else. I my guess is that is probably what'll be next, and it'll probably be this same time next year, so they can anniversary those numbers going up against Mandalorian. Just mm. my bet. That would be good. <clears throat> what about? I mean, do, do we, are we still holding on to the uh, the film releases? Do we think that that's real still? Let I me, or, don't. And, and let me think ask. So. Uh, me neither. And let me ask you this: if if Mandalorian is the fuck out of here numbers wise. And then Obi-Wan is the fuck out of here numbers-wise. Do you think they'll just stay away from film for a while and just do TV? I think it's possible. I do think it's possible. I think TV is going to be be the filler while they're trying to chase down who's going to do these movies, obviously. Because, I mean, Ryan Johnson hasn't stopped working, right? He's still working on a project now. Like, Yeah, and he just put one out that like did like got great reviews and everything else the knife something about the knife knives out i really want to see that it looks really good yeah they say it's great like it got rave reviews yeah but i mean like do we even know at this point has he even like turned in a rough draft no hell no hell no i mean he sounds like it mightn't be happening from what he said recently yeah i agree i agree with andy it sounds like it might not be happening we so after this movie we're, we're probably gonna have probably realistically a five-year window between writing a script pre-production getting the getting this thing shot post-production like it's gonna be it's gonna be some years and i think you know they're gonna lean heavily into this uh tv stuff to kind of fill us in now they've kind of said obi-wan's like a six episode thing right 
Have they? Yeah. 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 Ewan McGregor said that six one hour episodes. Huh. And Clone Wars, this is the last ep- this is the last season. They've said that too. So I mean, I, in theory, I guess Mandalorian could go on and on, at least for a few seasons. But after that, like now, I was thinking about this, especially uh, I, I listened to your guys' Nerd Rage episode, which was really good on the way up. Oh, a lot thanks. of Star Wars talk. Yeah. So yeah. I'm always I'm always appreciative of that. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it got me thinking, like, what is next? And I hope they don't go into scramble mode trying to figure out what's next, especially now that uh, the Game of Thrones guys are out. But I think these next few years are going to be very interesting and very, very telling. I agree. Unfortunately, I think they could go into scramble mode. Like, I do think it's a possibility, and I don't. I don't want that to happen because, like, like here's the thing, right? I, I can, I can, I can see there have been flaws, but I have loved this era of Star Wars. Because at the end of the day, I can only go, I can only go off my reaction, just like you can only go off yours. And like, I've loved all the movies. I, I've loved it all, but. I mean, if you look at the pattern of directors who have left, regardless of this Benioff and Wise thing, it and uh, you know, and I'm not talking about the oh she's got a feminist agenda like bullshit. That's completely unfounded. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking about people who have legitimate, you know, criticisms. There's some people say that Kennedy is less of a creative and more business minded, which I can see in that. 100%, I mean, I, I think it was 100%. Yeah, like I heard Christian Harloff say on Collider. I think it was yesterday I watched it and he was talking about how she kind of goes after the hot thing a little bit, like how she went after Colin Trevorrow and then Lord and Miller and then the Game of Thrones guys right? Uh, without perhaps looking at how good a fit they were for Star Wars mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, I mean Favreau. The simple, pardon Favreau. Yeah, yeah, that's true as well. That's true as well. And like, you know, I I would hate them to go into scramble mode. Is is my point? Because I think quality suffers when you do that. Now, so Disney seemed to be fairly good at not letting the quality suffer while putting out a hell of a lot of it. It seems to be one of their strengths, miraculously. But like, I I would hate for them to start phoning it in and getting shows out there. You know what I mean? If these do mega numbers, or if Disney Plus starts to dip and they need a ton of them and they like fuck five out there. Like, I I really would not like that to happen. You know? Yeah, I I think that. Uh... I think there's a lot of meat on that bone, so to speak, the Kennedy bone, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I, I agree with you. I think that if if we're to be objective and and criticize Kathleen Kennedy, it has nothing to do with the amount of women that are in Star Wars, and it has not at all. And it has it's fucking, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. And like every person that she's hired has been a white male. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, um, oh yeah, no. directing wise. Yeah. yeah. She's a radical feminist. Right. But, but, but the, the, the real thing to like examine there is she's part of the machine. Like I, I, she's not a creative. She is, she's a player, you know? So like she, she's one of the cogs of Hollywood. Like she did six cents in Jurassic park. And you know what I mean? Like she's part of, she's part of that fabric she's not looking to break boundaries you know she Dude, every fucking 80s movie i watch her name is at the start of exactly every remembered the, the, one. The, the only reason why eight is in my opinion the the deepest like uh, new it's the deepest of the new movies yeah thing is because she gave a creative 100 percent creative control <laughs> you know like that's why that movie's different you know, I, I think that Kennedy is always going to play it safe when she can. And now 
that she didn't play it safe with with Ryan Johnson and got a little bit of pushback, like she's going to play it uber safe until she moves on because the, the, the amount of pressure that she has to be under for this $4 billion purchase to make successful, like look at the names, man. Kasdan, J.J. Abrams, uh, Favreau, you know, like Howard, for Christ's sake. Like, she wants it to win. She needs it to win. She probably isn't sleeping at night. You know what I mean? That must be some fucking pressure to be under a job like that. I I have to wonder would it even be worth it. But, like, I mean, did you see what – it was either uh, Chris Miller or Phil Lord, one of the guys who were fired from Solo. Did you see what they put on Twitter the other night after the Benioff and Weiss thing came out? No, what? One of them, like apparently, I just heard this on Collider, so secondhand information, right? But, you know, they're fucking reliable. Um, Apparently, they're, you know, one of them, uh, people were tweeting like crazy to them, to one of them about, uh, you know, the Benioff and Wise thing. And one of them, uh, he he just replied a single word. He just said, yup, like not surprised. Right. kind of thing and it just i've heard now i'm not talking about through the usual bullshit channels i've heard from legitimate sources that she's a little bit her way or the highway uh-huh. in terms of how she does it that if she doesn't like what you're doing and if you're not willing to pay play ball she'll be very fucking quick to get rid of you or to tell you to fall in line right which i would believe because look she's a producer and at the end of the day that is her job correct but she's well, not just a producer she's the head of lucas <laughs> right yeah <laughs> right. yeah She's not a like. She was a producer. a producer. Yeah, she, sure. Now she's a CEO. Mm-hmm. Do you think she'll stick around past the end of her three-year contract? I think it's twenty twenty-one. She's supposed to be going. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think that Indy Five is supposed to be her last project. I don't think that's gonna happen. Not with Harrison Ford. How many fucking times has that been pushed back now? Yeah, I mean that's 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 the latest info I've heard. Is that yeah. Indy Five is her last project? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, let's kind of just kind of step outside like the fan mode and kind of look at this from a, from like a corporate structure, right? So she was appointed by George Lucas, like that was one of the deals, right? With right. him leaving, was she was going to be in charge? Um, something that she, I mean, we know that she was in. She's been active throughout like the Star Wars, like through the producing, productions, whatever. But I mean, like, that's a new role for her, right? New level of responsibility. You know, nobody ever wants to fail. And again, she's the head of Lucasfilm. Now, during that transition, they get bought out by Disney. There's a whole new corporate structure, corporate culture with, with Disney, which we've heard is, you know, not the best at times. So she is being put in a position of, of newness and, a, and in a position of you better deliver, right. you know, that mouse, that mouse is a gangster. So they're going to want dollars in the end. So, you know, her wanting creative control. I mean, let's be real. Like that's what CEOs do. Like, and if, and it's their vision, it's their way. And if, uh, you know, if it's getting too far off track from where she need, needs it to be, or if it doesn't fit with, her narrative or her timeline and in, in turn the company's timeline because they are one and the same um i could see why she's made some of the changes that that she has and i mean and even some of the solo guys like i don't think their body of work is really that stellar can't think of the guy's names now 
the two previous Lord directors. Miller, yeah. yeah, like. But they had the know, Lego. They had the Lego movie, right? The Lego yeah. movie's fucking great, man. right? Which was fantastic. Don't diss on the Lego. Movie. No, 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 not well, at all. That's I'm trying to give that as their credit. <laughs> no, I'm just but I mean, I saw I mean, a Batman and I saw Batman and Han Solo in the Millennium Falcon. That's a box I never thought would get checked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, like that's two different target audiences. You know what I mean? And it's two different For types sure. of movies. For sure. So, and just because you're successful in one genre doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be successful in in another. So, and I feel like I'm being Kathleen Kennedy's apologist right now, but I think she's done a decent enough job at this point. I love seven. I love eight even more. And I'm excited for what nine's going to bring. Yeah. I mean, I, I, oh, I agree. Yeah. I like everything that I like everything that has come out to varying degrees with solo being my least favorite and eight being my favorite. You know, I, I think that she's done a, a tremendous job given the set of circumstances that she was given um, I, I hope to see uh, a little bit more push. That's what I want. Which brings me to my next question for you guys is, who would you like to see take over Lucasfilm? And where would you like the next set of films to go? What era, what direction, etc.? I think I don't know who I'd like to take over, but I think Old Republic is probably the best bet. It sounds a little bit safe, but they can do essentially whatever they want. They have agree. books and comics and video games to draw off. They could make a trilogy, or they could make six movies, or they could make TV shows. There's so much there to mine. You know what I mean? To adapt and to use and. I think that's the the logical, you know. I think that's I think that's the best bet, and I think it's the most interesting. I know that Benioff and Wise's thing apparently was about the founding of the Jedi, which, eh, I mean, I don't know if I need to see that. You know what I mean? Right. But I think Old Republic is what I'd like to see. What about you, Tyler? I'm trying to think of a choice. All right, well, let me jump in while you're thinking. I agree. I want Old Republic as well. That would be where I would want to go. But to be fair, all I want to go is far away from where we are at the end yeah. of the day. I want to go cool. either far before or far after. I don't want to go parallel. That's my fear. Is that they'll yeah, do, me like, either. We've had a lot of that. This is the same era over in this corner of the galaxy. That's what I don't want. What I yeah. want is something like... The, the, you know, Ray the 38th or Old Republic? So time frame wise, I would, I'm in agreement. Like, I don't think, honestly, I don't even want to go forward at this point. I think we need to let it cool, cool down a bit. So if you want to go to like Sith Origins, Jedi Origins, Old Republic, I'm for it. I think the only, ex the only exception to that rule would be between six and seven and that would be like if they did do a kylo prequel showing him kind of growing up the f luke building the temple you know jedi's kind of i'm in for that in. but not for like a trilogy like you know what i mean not for like no no, no. yeah yeah Just no i mean spinoff wise i'm movie. pretty much good yeah spinoff wise wherever you want to put me i'm fine yeah give me one movie but i think if, if we're talking franchise with series of movies like it's time to go back and i think that um I think that also like there's there's so like th there's like the Darth Bane era that would be great to see. 
There's the Old Republic, the Revan Malik era that would be great to see. There's the, um, you know, in, in the future, I think like the the Sith Empire would be something that would be cool to see. You know, not that they would draw from any of these fucking you know inspirations, but hopefully, I feel like they would. Um, and I, I'd be okay. I, honestly, like I'd be okay if Filoni took the reins. Honestly, like I think he gets it. I think he understands. I I don't think that he is trapped in the you know the original trilogy saga. Like I think that he loves all of Star Wars and is definitely willing to kind of explore how far you can push the like the the lore and the mythology of it. The one person I don't want to have it is Fige. Fige, really? I don't. Why not? I don't want that motherfucker anywhere near it and i'll tell you why i love what he's done with marvel okay i i love uh, an overwhelming majority of all of the marvel films i think the only ones i don't like are like i don't like iron man 3 the rest of them i like to varying degrees but for the most part i find them to be relatively empty that's true. That is true. And Star Wars is not an empty mythology. And that is why I want his mitts far from it. But here's the thing. I mean, Marvel and... Like, Feige is a huge Star Wars fan, right? Apparently, from what we've heard. I mean, he seems to really be hardcore into it. I think Marvel and... I mean, I get what you're saying about some of the movies being empty. I mean, I agree with you. They, For a while, they definitely had a kind of a conveyor belt feel to them. You know, as in they're being rolled off yep. and they're going with the tropes. And yep. But at the same time, I think that he was kind of serving Marvel's needs. And I don't necessarily think what he applies to Marvel, he would apply to Star Wars. Having said that... I don't think he's I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think I think he's happy with Marvel and I think Disney are if anything he'll move up the company. I could see him right. being where like Alan Horn is in 5 years time. Right, right, right. I think I've heard a lot of people say could there be a split? Someone runs the business side, someone runs the creative side. I would I think if Mandalorian does well enough, we could see Filoni and Favreau take over. Because Favreau like he is a business guy as well. Correct. He's got both of those in the pack. He's done a ton of producing. He knows his shit. He's also very creative. And him and Filoni, you know, seem to be best fucking pals. Imagine if that happened in three years' time, Filoni and Favreau run Star Wars. Like, I think that would be a dream come true. I agree. Tyler? No, the, I mean, those two are, are a good pick. But I think going back to Fige, I think... Bobby, I think you hit it on the head saying there's a lot of hollowness there. I think there's a lot of uh, rinse and repeat in those movies, too, where yeah. I think they all kind of follow the same line. That They're conveyor all belt thing that Andy was talking about. Yeah, outside of what the Russos did, I think they're all pretty much the same. Exactly. Um, and the Russos and are, think, the, are, are the exception to those rules. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, removing them from the, the group as a whole, I think... You know, outside of what they're doing, like there's there's too much there, and and the thing, and even now, and I would, you know, we're I think all of us on the phone, none, none of us are even remotely close to normies, but even now, like when you think back of like the lasting impressions of those movies, outside of the Avenger movies, the solo movies are just kind of they're just eh, they're they're that, and I I even find myself at times getting the storylines jumbled up, like mixed up, like what happened in what movie. 
Yeah. And I, I think that, I and agree. I think it goes back to like, there's no soul in those movies. I, I think that honestly, when the smoke clears from the Marvel films, which I'm a fan of, <laughs> I know people get triggered when you mention Marvel. So I want to make sure that everybody understands I'm a fan. Um, like, like your, uh, BFF at TFCon. <laughs> oh yeah. Like him. Um, but I think when the smoke clears, when it's all said and done, at the end of the day, et cetera, et cetera, everything that the Russos did will have a lasting legacy, and Black Panther will as well. And that's it. I don't necessarily agree. You know, right. like I see me, what you're me. saying Talk for sure. Yeah, yeah, like definitely. Look, so what you were saying, and to be fair, it's a point I brought up, and you both brought it up, and I agree with it, about them having a kind of a factory approach, right? And rinse and repeat to an extent. That's definitely true. But I think as the films, since about kind of, since about Civil War, I think there's been a conceded effort to get away from that. Right. In in the likes of Thor Ragnarok, in to a certain extent, Spider-Man Homecoming in a lot of the different films they've been doing. I think they've become aware of that formula being there because it is there and everybody says it's there and it's it's clear as day. But I also think that those films aren't I, I genuinely don't think they're made to be viewed in the same way as a conventional film is, if I that agree. makes sense. I agree. And I think audiences get that, right? Because now the average Joe understands where Black Panther fits in with Spider-Man or Captain Marvel or the Avengers or any of that, like which is a crazy thought. But, you know, I think that they're all chapters of a book correct you know what i mean and i think because they release you know three a year and possibly four a year and they're fairly close together you don't go that long without getting one i think people view them like that so it's like if so i went and saw captain marvel and you know i thought it was okay it was an okay film Big but that chicken. doesn't dampen my anticipation any less for any of the other movies and it doesn't mean that if i'm doing a rewatch i'm gonna skip that one you know i think sure that the benefit from a business standpoint of where this has been done and a storytelling standpoint is that they all connect together because they all connect together they all build up on each other and i think that in you know 20 years time when people look back on these films they'll look back on them all with with the standouts being obviously the avengers movies that's just my so so i i agree with you I agree with every single word that you just said. Every single one. With the exception of when you said they'll look back on the Avengers films. I think that they'll look back on the Avengers films and they'll look back on Civil War and they'll look back on uh, Winter Soldier and they'll look back on Black Panther. Those three mixed with the Avengers films. But that is my point. My point is, is that the legacy of Marvel Studios will always live on. But the legacy of those three films mixed with the Avengers films will also live on independently. Whereas I don't feel like people will be talking about Doctor Strange in 10 years. Okay, I get you clearer now. Yeah. No, look, I agree. I think that's definitely true, to be fair. That's, well, I, that's I, my, I hate to see that approach done to Star Wars, though. Exactly. That's what we're just talking exactly. about. Yeah. But... Okay, I, I, I get you. Well, I agree. That's why I wouldn't like him near it either. Well, I think it's. Anyway. I think it's the perfect de- the definition that they're greater as a whole than of their individual pieces, right? Correct. The sum is greater, and I and I think that's why people look back on them now with, you know, rose colored glasses. But like, if you if you go back, Iron Man Two is not that good, right? Nope. When's the last time you heard anybody? Iron Man Two is trash. Well, three is <laughs> even worse. But I mean, like, but who who talks about the Hulk? Nobody. Nobody, and it's and it's and again and, and I mean it, 
we could argue you even say Civil War is an Avengers movie because it pretty much is. Agreed. Right? Agreed. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, I mean, Winter Soldier is definitely a Captain America movie, but it's it's bigger than him, you know, because it it, de- oh. it deals heavily with Shield. It deals heavily with like kind of the Marvel universe as a whole. So it's not an Avengers film, but it's more than a Captain America film. It's not really one you can skip. In other words, like I, I get what you mean. Yeah, but like I, I don't feel. Well, I feel like most of them are kind of forgettable. Oh, they are. They are. To be fair, like that's true. I think everybody agrees with that. But I, I don't know if most of them anymore. Not the last like three years. I wouldn't say. I don't know, man. Ant Man two. Ragnarok is Ragnarok is terrible. Yeah, I don't like Ragnarok either. Um, really? Yeah. No. See, I think Ragnarok is a fucking all timer. Okay, so so okay, I think that's going to be talked about. Ten years. You know the scene. Uh, so I think it might be talked about too because I think it's popular. But you know the scene in uh, Last Jedi with uh, Poe talking to General Hux over the phone. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Ragnarok is three hours of that to me. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Ragnarok is good though. That's not that good a bit of The Last Jedi. Ragnarok is good, man. But that's how I feel about it. It's like like when, when the dude threw the ball at the wall and it hit him in the head, that was it. That, well, it's it's funny. It's funny you say that, though, because that joke feels like it belongs in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that sounds like Tony Stark in the Iron Man suit. Like, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for such and such on hold you know what i mean like that's where that feels like that joke belongs you know it's funny as we're talking about this it's got it's got me thinking and like oddly enough the last jedi that's going to be definitely remembered and talked about in 10 years oh 100 people are still fucking talking about it. <laughs> yeah. that's true it inspired conversation in a way that a lot of marvel movies don't that is true to be fair and in a way a lot of star wars movies don't <sighs> to be fair well, yeah. I find myself having more conversations around Last Jedi than any of the, any of the event venture stuff. Yeah, I mean, maybe with the exception yeah. of Winter Soldier, Civil War, and Infinity War. Like, I feel like those are the three heavy convo pieces. A little casual shade at Endgame there. Well done, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you you've got a po- you have got a point. But I mean, the reason I wouldn't be so object if I heard Feige was taking the reins is because I think Feige took the approach he did with Marvel because a he was trying a it was a good business decision, but it also emulates the comics in a very particular way. It does. Yeah, There's it does. you have a lot of fillers until you get to the meat, and then occasionally one stands out. And I think it's it's similar in that respect. Not that he wanted to make filler, but we all know what's filler and what isn't. And he didn't have his A list. But you know, that's true. That's true. But like, here's the Marvel reigns. You can do anything you want as long as Spider Man and Wolverine aren't in it. What the fuck do you do? That's true. That's true. But I also like. I don't necessarily think he would take the Marvel approach to Star Wars. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't. I don't have anything to back that up. Yeah, I mean, and and, and to be fair, neither do I to say that he sounds like a big fan. You know, to be fair, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, but I'm. I I feel like he's had so much success with these what 23, 24 movies, whatever it is now. Right. Where. And I feel like he hasn't really diverted off of this formula that's got him initial success. I I'm afraid he would bring those familiar behaviors with him yeah. into that role. Yeah, I think that's fair too. 
I don't know if he would, but I can see Disney wanting him to oh, bring that. Well, I can oh, see that, that's that exactly I think goes what, without what even saying. Disney's definitely going to say. If they move him, it's like, okay, we want. Uh, Disney's yeah, definitely going to say they want three Star Wars movies a year. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Disney is going to say that's the nasty aspect. Bake this cake again. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just fucked up because yeah, of our timing. Exactly. But it, Disney's going to say bake this cake again, again and again and again. Yeah, and it's and to be fair, so are so Disney shareholders of it being owned by Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the <laughs> we problem. keep talking the same fucking time. Sorry. No, it's all good. I think. Oh, I, just, 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 just. I go think, ahead. Go ahead. I think that's. I think that's a good point to kind of wrap up this conversation, though. Maybe that's a sign from the gods telling us that we've reached our limits. Um, <laughs> what I would like to do, I think the Mandalorian wraps up in November, and what I would like to do is reconvene in December and talk about the Mandalorian. As a whole. Mandalorian doesn't wrap up two days after Christmas. Are you serious? Yep. We're getting we're, we're getting one a week, but on launch, we're getting two in the first three days, and then after that, it's one a week. And the final one, they're kind of trying to avoid Rise of Skywalker. The final one comes out two days after Christmas. Yeah, I'm so, I checked it up. You don't sound happy about that. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I, I'm happy about it, but, like, I was looking at that lineup, right? And the lineup that I'm looking at has, like you said, like it hits Tuesday the 12th, and then it hits again Friday the 15th, and then it hits, yeah, every Friday. So I don't know why I thought for a minute we were yeah. going to get, yeah, so the 22nd, the 29th, so Jesus. Uh, we could do a halfway. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to because I don't, I don't, I don't want to stay away from it that far. Um, but yeah, I guess we could do a halfway and then t- we'll talk about all the fucking TV spots that <laughs> that we'll get for Rod Skywalker in between there. Uh, so here's Two seconds a- more footage confirming ten leaks. Yes. So here's a good question too, uh, just just to kind of exit exit the the show with with uh, the Last Jedi. I think we got like twenty some TV spots. How many do you think we'll get for Rise of Skywalker? Let's start with you, Andy. I haven't a fucking clue, man. I don't watch all of those. There's too many. Um, I have no idea. Being JJ, I can see him just cutting the trailer into 20 fucking different pieces and doing it that way. But, um, oh my God, a mouse just ran past my window. Sorry, that was distracting. Um, I, I have no fucking idea, to be honest with you. I, I'm not the authority on that. What about you, Tyler? Hello? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm just trying to think of like major TV events between now and when it when it releases. On like I would probably say 3 to 4. I don't think we're going to get very many. I'm going to say 30. 30. I'm going to say 30 and I'm going to tell you why. I think that they're going to try to ramp up as much hype as they can because they waited till the last second to to really start pushing this and i think that once the te- once we get about a month out from release you're going to see one almost every day and i i got nothing to base that on other yeah, than other than the shape sense. of my ass but uh you're saying you're you're saying 30 individually created pieces of content and not just replaying the same trailer? Well, I think that, so to be fair, I think that most of them will be all the same shit we've seen with maybe one new sequence. Or one new piece of dialogue. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I could say the trailer... They need to change the fucking marketing. 
I mean, I could see the trailer being played a million times between here and the end, but new content, I don't think we're going to get very much. Now, if they just want to re-chop the same trailer, you might. I could see your point of getting more, but 30 is a lot, man. Yeah, but I mean, we got 20-some for Last Jedi. Yeah, but 30 between now and then, you're talking one every other day. Yeah, that's what I'm talking but I mean, some of them will be. That does sound about right, though, man. Some of them will be foreign. Some of them, you know what I mean, international. Some of them will be specific to Japan or China. Like you know, I I think we're gonna get a lot. And I'm and I, like I said, I have nothing to base that on other than probably my hopes. <laughs> but but um, I think we're gonna get well, a lot. I'm when I'm saying three to four, I'm thinking three to four new scenes or pieces that we haven't seen. Or an extended clip is what I'm getting at, but 30's a lot, man. Mm-hmm. I, w- I, I want- a lot of it depends on the tracking, though. Yeah, yeah. As well, how it changes as we get nearer. Yeah, that's probably very true. I want to find out also when the Last Jedi TV spot started. Like, when was the first Last Jedi TV spot? Let me see if I can find that right now while we're on the phone. Because it would have been on uh, the Star Wars YouTube channel. Um uh, I'm going to put in The Last Jedi TV Spot 1. and I remember find... they showed Ray with the Kylo lightsaber in one. That's the only one I remember. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to bring this up, and I'm going to find the publishing date, October 13th. So they had already moved in to TV spots for this thing before where we are now. So that lends a little bit of credence to Tyler's point for sure, but it also leads credence to my point that they're not fucking marketing these right. They're not rolling them out. Oh, wait, but this is on some bullshit channel. But yeah, I mean, still, so that's the right date. October 13th, 2017. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, yeah, we should have got, I mean, like. got, no, got a teaser a year ago. We should have got the first trailer at SDCC, a follow-up at D23, another trailer probably at New York City Comic-Con, and then we should be rolling out TV, TV spots, spots. Yep. from that from that point on until now, or through, through, through the release. Yep. But you see, they're trying to replicate Force Awakens, the big event movie thing. And not that this isn't an event movie, it is, but the simple fact is it's not an event movie in the way Force Awakens was. No, and it like never you will said be. about, you know, you're full. You're just going back for a bit of food. It's it's not the same thing. I hope that this marketing strategy changes whenever the new movies start to roll out because it's it's frustrating as hell. Agreed. All right, so with that, we'll close up shop. Thank you guys for uh, donating your time. And to the listeners, I want to apologize one more time for that snot snort. Uh, I really, <laughs> really, truly thought I was on mute. Uh, that's on me. I'm going to go ahead and take full responsibility and accountability for that. That's That one's on me. All right, so I'll talk to you guys next month.